In this episode, we are discussing Follow the Yellow Trick Road in depth. There are Mr. Ed impressions. We also recorded this episode all together, and we did a commentary-style section like we did for 44 Minutes to Save the World. But there is a more typical, regular discussion starting around the 46 minutes and 45 second mark. So if you are not interested in the commentary style discussion that we're doing, you can skip ahead to that time marker. Also, I want to apologize for my cats being so jingly and noisy in the background. Welcome to Drinks at the Doll, episode 121. to Drinks at the Doll, a podcast way station for Lost Girl fans. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm Annie. <laughs> and I'm Chris. And we probably sound a little different than we usually do. That's because we are, strangely, all in one place. Again. And again. I thought you were going to say strangely. We are all strangers or something weird like that. But. We're also strangely. Strange. <laughs> Annie is tired and drinking. <laughs> it's not a good combination, but it might provide some entertaining commentary. To be fair, we're all drinking. We're all drinking. For but once. For once, we're all drinking. None of them are as tired as me. <laughs> I've been up since 3 a.m. my time, but I had a great day. <laughs> but Annie is in town for Dallas Comic Con Fan Days with Zoe Palmer and Anna Silk. Did I say their names right? For a minute, I thought I missed up, mixed up their last names. I don't, I don't think so. Zoe Silk and Anna Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're all in one spot, and we're we are recording another kind of commentary style discussion of this episode. And Annie's just. I don't know. Something's going on with Annie. I'm like touching them because they're real and in front of <laughs> oh. me. Oh, okay. So Annie's. I wasn't sure what she was doing. <laughs> Annie is already punchy. We're here in my apartment, and we're with my five cats, not in a room in which we can shut out the five cats. So you're probably going to hear a lot of cat jingling collars, a Meow. lot of... That was me. Yes, a lot of noises kind of like that. <laughs> You'll probably hear Annie and or Chris and or me get distracted by a cat at some point, so I'm just warning you up front. They're very soft. <laughs> They're plushy and cute. I didn't come up with a planned drink special for this episode, but we are drinking vodka drinks. <laughs> Vodka Sprite and well, vodka orange juice? Yes. Screwdrivers and whatever the heck a vodka Sprite is. Tasty. Yes, there we go. <laughs> so that's what we're drinking. And I did come up with a drink special for this episode. It's a cocktail called a Stinger, and it's made with creme de menthe and brandy, white creme de menthe and brandy. And I know it's not perfect. She's bitten by a moth. I don't think moths have stingers, but I still thought it worked for this episode. We're about to start watching, so here we go. Previously on Lost Girl. It's a heartbeat. Previously, Tamsin was in the shower. I couldn't have been Lauren in the shower. Lauren was in the shower before that. Now I love Jack with the fork in the I know. oven mitt. I did like that moment. I'm taking my daughter home. And then sadness. No. Cut throats. No. Catatonic bow. I gotta say immediately, I love the score in this scene. 
And did they redo her dress that she wore in There's Bow Place Like Home and put, like, sleeves on it and stuff? Because I swear that's pretty much the same dress she wore. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, Is it? I don't think it had so many frills in the back. I didn't think it, so either. It didn't, but it looks like it, it kind of was a similar dress. I don't know. I'll have to I am distracted the by tape, the very obvious so zipper. The very obvious zipper. She's also wearing horseshoe little things on her belt. Does more horse references. I thought it was like Coco Chanel or something. I think it's supposed to be horseshoes. Speaking of horseshoes, why is she not carrying that damn horseshoe around everywhere with her? The one that was supposed to be for protection? Yes. Because that makes too much sense. I mean, granted, okay, this is a dream sequence, but last week I kept thinking, why is she not carrying that damn horseshoe around with her everywhere? And look what happened. It was badly... Hey, I want Lauren's number. (laughs) (laughs) We know. Everybody knows. I wanted to hear how to reach her if it was a medical emergency. I wanted to reach her. (laughs) I don't think that Lucy wore pigtails, though, though. Mm. Her hair was too short. She just means because it's black and white. I know, I know. I still like that that's Bo's point of reference, apparently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that we still get the beast. In these episodes, these last few episodes. It's nice to see you're driving it so much recently. I know. Actually driving it. I thought it was defunct. Okay, was anybody else not surprised that Dyson didn't seem to have his voicemail set up? No. <laughs> see, I was just thinking, if Dyson has a voicemail message, I'll be super surprised. I figured he'd just let it ring and ring and ring. Or if it got to voicemail, just be like, the subscriber at yeah, number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have reached. Exactly. But I always wonder when they're on location with these places. Is, does anybody know where they are so I can like visit and take pictures and alleyways and stuff when I'm in Toronto? <laughs> that everybody's sounds creepy, Annie. <laughs> well, no, I mean, everybody's going to look at me strange. I did find an alleyway they used for It's a Fey 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 World when I was last there, and I had to ask some random passerby, take a picture of me in front of this. This is really important to me. And they're all, okay. <laughs> This is really important to me. This little thing that they made for Trick that says, In Loving Memory, it seems a little off to me. I feel like it should have been like a scroll paper it written in It looks horribly photoshopped. It does. It kind of looks like a Yeah, that was my first job. thought. <gasps> Document's all the cats because that's all I get. And Tamsin already showing. Damn it. Like a day later. Just like in Xena. And there... Oh, I bet Lauren could give both stipulations. <laughs> To be fair, but that's how comatose she is, Annie. I'm sorry, go ahead. For for I mean, mystical pregnancies are always super accelerated. But at least we did see that Dyson, or excuse me, that Tamsin's like childhood was super accelerated. So there was some establishment for that. I guess that's true. It's true. But it also it seems odd, right? Yeah, it's mystical pregnancy. I know. Hot junk! <laughs> Not hot junk, wolf pants bromance! <laughs> but this was my wish that I want to fulfill that I love concerned Dr. Lauren taking care of Bo. I'm a big Hurt Comfort fan mm. when I write my fanfic. Mm. <laughs> write or read? Both. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, where the hell did all these flowers come from? Trick's funeral? Yeah, I know, but... We missed it before, but I really liked when Dyson... When they are saying, like, you know, stick together, and Tam's like, yeah, the buddy system. You better do that this week, guys. And then 
she says, you know, I've got Bo, and Dyson says, we've all got Bo. Yeah. I know it's a little over the top, but no, I liked but it. I he just, did a good job with this. Yeah. It's the familial thing, the family yeah. theme. That's what I really love. I have no idea how much I get for drink right now. <laughs> I, love I like that, that one. Yeah. yeah. Tamsin, say as we drink. Tamsin's got some good stuff in this episode. Okay, why well, was so Bo and, so desperate to get a drink in her dream sequence? And I like the transition. Well, it's a transition, Annie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because Tamsin says, I'd kill for a drink, and mm. we see Bo desperately pounding on a not-working drink machine. It's a pretty good transition. I thought that's that true. Too. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what are you doing? Apparently, Mace is not that effective on Succubi. I wonder if it or wasn't supposed to sequences. be meat Mace. I get, yeah, that looks like pepper spray. Well, I'm sure pepper spray still hurts as much as Mace, almost. Well, but she sprays Dyson later. It's true. I mean, no Sid. For a second, I thought, I didn't see what was in her hand, and I thought it might be, like, breath freshener or something. Uh, <laughs> could have been. You never know. By the way, I think Rachel Scarston looks really good in those glasses. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sexy librarian look. See, I'm asleep, and you're downstairs making waffles. I was wondering if the gluten line was a reference to the fact that neither one of them eats gluten. Another there was another legacy reference from Tamsin. Okay, so there's a difference between the Parapus and Jack, obviously. Apparently. That's what they're hinting at now. Yeah. 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 Which Grace, was like, oh. Where do I find him? He's slightly inaccessible. Plus, I have the help of a plucky real estate developer. <laughs> like moi. I don't think so. What if I insist? I love how the powers don't work. Mm-hmm. What are you, are you doing? doing? Oh, fuck. <laughs> the off flicking the off of the yeah. <laughs> The little patting of her oh, hand. Yeah. It gets flares. That's funny. Because I. <laughs> and then she hits her across the face. Okay, of course. Bo is wearing like this sexy, like, sexy lingerie. lingerie. It's like it's my coma lingerie. <laughs> like, who changed her into that? that? I know. Lauren, totally, like, I totally pictured that. <laughs> also, Stephanie's toes are on my knee. Oh, sorry. <laughs> And I was kind of fiddling with it. I'm sorry. We're all touching. Like, like, what's tickling me? Oh, it's Stephanie's toes. It's not we're one laughing of the through a very serious good I know, interaction. But I will say that this will not take care of itself. I thought this was interesting. Lauren showing tough love to Tamsin. So as much as I appreciate. I thought Lauren had an interesting role in the not dream world generally like she's being very supportive of both tamsin and dyson but, but she gets I, her I own little that. breakdown too but i love that that it's yeah. their both their friendships yeah have progressed to this one thing very clearly. i like this part you will never be alone not ever not with this do you think that's a double meaning where she's saying you'll never be alone because you have family or because now you're going to bring this thing into the world I think because she has family. Yeah. I think that's what she means, is that she doesn't have to face whatever what happened. Yeah. Although and I think it does kind of work the other way. It does. It does. So. I interpreted it both ways. But it I love both ways. Rachel's expression here in her I classic no Tamsin. Mm-hmm. I know. That made me so sad when she says, I have no she idea what she's talking about. 
Stop following me. Look, just because my father Also, since we're talking about the lingerie, can we talk about how her hand is sort of up by her shoulder? Like, somebody posed her in addition to... I know, and I'm like, the IV will not be very effective if your hand is But she doesn't look completely glammed out. She does look pale, to be fair. But otherwise, she's very pretty for somebody in a coma. It's the prettiest coma. But you know. My God, she's beautiful. Yeah, my God. How did you know that? Let's just say I'm really good at reading people. Look, the point is, if this maestro is so great, maybe he can help you too. Which, you know, she is. She is. I was looking at her today. (laughs) Very pretty. Because nobody does. All the time. Thank you for adding that, boo. I do like being alone sometimes, but not all the time. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I thought that was a particularly insightful line. Yes. The one, huh? Well, I might be able to help with that. How are you going to see Red? Another reference to the one. I've seen it before. Just have to remember what it looks like. This one's a little strange, though, saying, I can remember what red looks like when that's the only color that we're seeing right now is her red dress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like that. Though I guess the red of the stoplight wasn't red, so it's just Bo's outfit is Mm -hmm. red. Mm -hmm. Are they doing a bit of an homage to Schindler's List? Maybe. I actually have never seen that. Oh, yeah, that's right. You should. What is it? What did you see? I mean, it's heavy, but obviously one of the best obviously movies of all time. very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the best movies of all time. You know, I saw this picture of the two of them at the backs of them. Yeah. And I was thinking that Bo was actually the one. What? Was Tamsin? And that I had no idea who Bo was. Oh. <laughs> Someone wrote on Twitter, so Tamsin is Toto? No, Tamsin's the Tin Man. Wait, wait. I know, but that was before, man. Yeah. I like the transition to color. Mm-hmm. Lauren? That gets me every time. What? The way that she Lauren, says Lauren. I like that. You just want me to indulge <laughs> in cop doc fantasy no, shit. No, no. Uh, I know. But like that's like the softest we've heard her ever say Lauren's that, name. That did, okay? yeah. That I did note that though. It's like when does she call her Lauren? Like that, you know, because I think there is a whole thing to here with, you know, as much as Tamsin doesn't want to want everybody's help, I think she knows at this point that they will help her if she needs it. So yeah, yeah. I think that's what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knows? What is it? What's wrong? Is she okay? The IV can't do it alone. She needs to feed. She's getting weaker. If we don't wake her up... I love concern over Lauren face. It just is sexy. Though I wish she hadn't had the she's gotta starve to death line. It was a little too... Well, what? It's interesting that Bo can't feed when she's unconscious. I just find that that's like the... I was happy to see Mark. I was happy to see Vex again and potential Mark. I know you don't like that ship name, but I was happy to see Vex and Mark together. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm probably the only one who likes Luke Spillick's little goatee thingy. Yeah. I think he's been staring at Dyson's beard and thinking, Maybe. <laughs> you know what I need? Maybe. 
Yeah. Mark. This morning too, you know. See, I like how Vex was perceptive enough to point that out. Oh. Yeah, Vex is Vex is perceptive. That's one of the things he's always been on the show is he sees the bigger picture and he's mm-hmm. willing to say this is what's going on. Tamsin also does that too. Yeah. Okay, how funny is it that Dyson is boarding up the clubhouse door when the clubhouse windows are these <laughs> slats with all this light coming through? <laughs> he says he put bars on them, but I don't see them. I don't see them. I guess they're on the outside. Also, what kind of gets me is earlier he was like, nobody or nobody leaves without a buddy or whatever the thing is. They left together exactly. and came back together. Mm-hmm. They were operating within the rules still, Dyson. They followed the rules. What is, what is this little symbol know. on here? I was noticing that, too. Is it a B or a 3? Maybe we'll find out in the next two episodes. Maybe. Well, that explains the going With everything circle. else we have to do in the next two episodes, show-wise. What did you guys think of this weird, you know... I'm not a fan of it, just in general. I don't mind it, since they they really were trying to do something visually different with this episode. So I don't mind that they played with it. So I don't. I wouldn't want an entire episode filmed like that. But this one scene doesn't bother me. Yeah, that's fair. The Vaseline on the lens. <laughs> I love Chris Holden Reed's uh, yeah, imper- yeah, yeah, the cowardly. Cowardly lion, yeah. Cowardly lion, or we should say cowardly wolf, yeah. Is that you? Sergeant Major Nosset. It's like they decided, like, okay, F it, yes, he's Angel. And just made him a vampire in this episode. (laughs) What do you mean a vampire? Oh, (laughs) the forehead situation is very similar to Buffy's vampires. Plus he's wearing pointy teeth. Oh, that's true, he does kind of have things there. Where's your platoon? We've been through this entire forest. You're the one, Chris, that had to tell me I'm all. Who was it, Major? No, what you're all Dyson spelled backwards. You didn't know that. I thought I, I was the only one that didn't understand what he's saying. Because bless his heart, Chris Holden Reed, he's trying. It's hard to talk through those teeth. Yes. He's lispy. <laughs> uh, I think they do call him that later, too. So I, I did catch I just, it. I thought he would, they were calling him Nelson for some reason. Um, yeah. See, I didn't catch it my first watch through, but when I rewatched, it's like, oh, they're saying Nelson. Mm. I love the eyebrow flares on this. He actually, the way he was talking really? in this scene, really reminded me of Luke McFarlane, actually, on Killjoys. At the beginning, especially, I was like, why does that voice sound so familiar? And I realized it reminded me a lot of um, Davin. Interesting. And the only person could help me is some mysterious maestro that no one knows how to get to. I know how to get to the maestro. I love the claws. I know someone You do? Oh, we missed it earlier, but I I like when Bo says, How did I find a meaner Tamsin? Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's an excellent line. (laughs) So I guess now we know if we're with someone in a coma, tap on a book. Okay. Okay. I guess. And emote. Emote. That's why I say, no, like, learn learn Morse code and communicate with them that way. Oh, yeah. That's why, see, that's why I asked Anna Silk today. I'm like, didn't you just want to crack your co-stars up while laying there in a coma while they're being all serious? She is too much of a professional. Yes, she is a professional. No, Anna had a great answer, though. That she, Anna was like, I earned this coma. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like she didn't do anything in this episode. She was working in other scenes. That's what I said. Exactly. I said to her, like, well, you spent the rest of the episode traipsing around on the, on the road. 
If you're Tamsin and you're Dyson, then the Maestro's trick. I'm no And I'm flattered you want my help, but... Like you said, I'm just a deserter. You need someone braver. Yeah, this episode was very visually different. Let's I like that our main cast, except for Anasil, got to play kind of a different version of Wait. themselves. Mm-hmm. You'll get lost and you can't catch your own food. Well, then I guess we'll just talk about it. Obviously, you can't catch your own food. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I'm going to donner party that shit. <laughs> uh, is that what she said? I yes. missed that line. I love it. I laughed and then I felt bad that I laughed. <laughs> you know. I'm okay, more or okay. less married to somebody who's fascinated with survival cannibalism, so I didn't feel that bad laughing at it. You're the sergeant. The ball of mighty. Trust me when I tell you. I've been waiting for this day. I didn't really understand that line. Maybe Did y'all? Waiting Off for... The maestro? I love the joining of hands. And I love how Tamsin called him Dances with Wolves earlier. That made me laugh my ass off. But the... Waiting for the... I've been waiting for, for this, this day. Maybe waiting for Dyson to take the lead. Wait, but he's done it before. I don't know. They can't wake me up. I don't know. Wake up, Bo. I was, yeah, I was perplexed by that. Most test results. I found toxins in our system that I don't recognize. I've never seen them before. I don't even know how to treat them. Lauren looks really good in this episode. She does. Yeah. Her hair looks really good. Mm-hmm. Wearing a nice, cozy sweater. I'd snuggle in the sweater with you, Lord. I try to keep it, like, clean, but no. Uh, no. <laughs> Everybody really looks pretty good in this episode. Yeah. Everybody really does a good job in this episode. I like the clubhouse scenes, because they all did a really good job. Oh, wolf pants. <laughs> okay, where did the bug bite Bo? On the ass? <laughs> I've had a mosquito bite on the ass. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> but, but moth, not mosquito. So where did the moth come from? Did they track it in from one of Trick's flowers? Tamsin said she saw it flying around, but just thought it was dusty as hell. The clubhouse didn't realize it was significant. But how did it get from where it bit Bo in the penthouse to the clubhouse? Also, did it bite Bo in the... I thought maybe it bit her when she came home. They said something about at Trick's funeral. Yeah. Wait. But how could the same moth cure Bo? Spitting Bo's blood back into her own mouth. Ew. Stephanie? More elevators, but just the shaft this time, guys. Oh, God. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I had to. Sorry. (laughs) I'm not that sorry. I like the Bill and Ted reference. But Bill and Ted were in a phone booth. They were in a phone booth. Yeah, that's true. Is my issue with Mm -hmm. that line. Mm -hmm. I did like that possibility where Bo was saying is the maestro Hades. Mm Mm-hmm. I like how Tamsin adjusts her outfit. 
Thomasina. Not Tamsin? No. Thomasina. Which brings us to steroid cocktails. Or the whim of a moth. Graduated top of my class, summa cum laude, and I can't even resolve a simple bug bite. Or do anything at all, apparently. Could I say that Zoe Palmer is really good at, like, talking to herself? Not all, not everybody can pull that off, but she manages to do it. I think that's maybe why they keep having her do it. Mm-hmm. Or, Lauren, second girlfriend in a coma. Oh, come on, boo! Just kiss her! Please hold on! Oh, you you wanted to, like, Sleeping Beauty that? Yeah, I did. Or, uh, Snow White? Because I'm thinking back to Lafayette Polk, and most of her scenes, she's just talking to an unconscious Bo and Cassie, and they go really well. Yeah. She's good at it. I think she means bomb. Of course it's Grecian. Because they're doing a Greek thing this this season, guys. I don't know That's if you caught true. that. That's true. I, I have heard that. <laughs> mm-hmm. We should go. The maestro lives here. I don't think I want to meet him. Stop right <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love what somebody said on Twitter. I want hey, Zoe Palmer saying "do" as my ringtone. I kind of feel like this is like if Lauren and Kasima had a baby. Maybe <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. More beer. <laughs> Do I buy a didgeridoo? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite line. Didgeridoo. I don't it's, even know okay. what it is. It's that Australian incident, that instrument that goes... <laughs> oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the drone in the background of all, like, native Australian music. Dancelessness. <laughs> I like that... Uh, that's, sorry. Nice, nice. Nosid. Nosid is nodding along like, yeah, that has happened to me about that pants thing. <laughs> it has happened to me. I'm just, I'll talk about it later if you want. People say that this stuff isn't medicinal. I love that so Nosid kind of licks his chops as he goes off to the like kitchen. He's very obsessed with food. Like, I'll yeah. take the chicken. The, not the chicken. <laughs> the kitchen. Why one drink. I've had one drink, guys. Overanalyzing. <laughs> I like she's just sitting in a beanbag chair. I know. Yeah. And this stuff just makes it go away. Well, except that it doesn't make it go away. It just makes things foggy. Wait. What? I bet I know where the map is. I think it's in your head. What? Get it out! <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't know anything. Yes, you can. You're a smart girl. So traditionally, Dorothy's supposed to meet the Scarecrow first, but I can understand why they made us wait for the Scarecrow in this version. You need a big reveal. Yes. You do. (laughs) (laughs) I like this transition. Mm Mm-hmm. She just looks so good, guys. <laughs> do, you say, do, you, do you like it because it's Lauren? <laughs> Those eyes there. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Thank you. Yes, I'm are... feeling uncomfortable. No, don't, yes, stop. Don't, don't stop. Parts of, of the human body, Annie. Yes. Yes. That's a... That line makes me uncomfortable. 
There's a little trick in all of us. I heard that line and I thought, I bet that line makes Stephanie uncomfortable. <laughs> Tammy's time to shine. Tammy's time to shine. That's, that's I enjoy that too. Dyson looks good too. Dyson looks good too. Mm-hmm. I'm saying everybody looks mm-hmm. pretty excellent. Yes. This was an interesting scene between I Mark think, and Vix. I think I prefer Thomasina's outfit to Tamsin's. Fair enough. I like that they gave Mark and Vex more time together to develop this burgeoning relationship. But I think you and I were, Chris, you and I were talking, going, well, Vex kind of has a thing for Mark, but will it be reciprocated? Yeah, because right now they're basically buddies. Yeah, well, absolutely. Oh, service. Pixie does some of them naughty bits. I gotta say no. Oh, change. Vex. The things change. Man with two faces. You've been hanging around Dyson too long, you have. I mean, let me guess, what's next? Um, I'm a no good dog fight? Huh? A traitor? Is that it? I don't know. Are you? I'm exactly got the face of an angel, though. I? I think you're pretty handsome, Paul Amos. You no, know. But he does have like that that twinkle of mischief in his eyes. It's so true. Still not really a face of an angel, but uh, it's a good face. While this scene is a little on the nose, <laughs> I do think that they're both really good in it. I do. Yeah. I like this scene, though. Yeah. Because it isn't a scene that we've seen before. Yeah. Scene, 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 scene. <laughs> a scene we've seen. And it's always interesting to see Vex's regret, which, of course, plays heavily into this scene. <coughs> which I found rather weird. In the name of the guardian of the gate, dares to see the maestro without first paying the toll. How many hours did Paul Amos have to spend in the makeup chair, I wonder? I wonder for Chris, too. For the hands and the face. Mm-hmm. There was that behind-the-scenes footage of Paul getting his face. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. No, yeah. Why is the quote-unquote bad Vex so messed up? Because scars equal evil, Annie, clearly. Okay, sorry. Have you not been watching television for forever? What did you do? This is a bride. My brother's meant to be on the front, not me. Wait! Wait. Where is he? Oh, creepy. I know, it's just weird. Ah, that shot. My really awesome glasses saved me, Bo. I'm cool. (laughs) Oh, I don't think velour suits Vex. (laughs) Just wrong color and texture. I guess it's a good thing he didn't play Trick then. I think Trick wears a fair amount of velour. (laughs) 
I like that parallel between Tamsin and Vex. I don't have one. Interesting how far the dark has come. He knows that this is wrong. He's taking me over. I think Sally already made the Voldemort parallel, so. Which I didn't understand because I didn't see uh, that yeah, part of Harry Potter. I've not seen Harry Potter. You must hurry if you want to see your friends. You saw me where I never was and where I could not be. But yet within that very place, my face you often see. Go! Hurry! The toll's a riddle. He's showing us who we really are. Knows it's brave. Thomasina's heart is big. And Lola, you're smart. The answer's right in front of us. It's a reflection. A reflection. More velour. So much velour. Okay, who thinks they recycled the curtain here from? They tore the curtain into Vex's costume? Uh, no, no, they recycled the curtain from uh, uh, Death Becomes Him. Seriously? Oh. Death Didn't Become Him or something like that. Yeah, you know? possibly. Mm. And they recycled the tree when Bo revealed the family portrait from La Fée Epoque. Oh, yeah. So recycling is very economical, you know. Is is Doll Bo also wearing a velour robe? Yes, okay. so much velour. Now, everybody said they saw this coming. I didn't. That it was Bo? Yeah. But I will say that Anna Silk looks great in velour. She does look really good here. Mm -hmm. When does she not look really great, though? (laughs) That's true. I love her hair. She doesn't look great in the coma. She looks good. Coma bow is good. No, I think she looks great. (laughs) But she's kind of pale looking. Mm. Mm. Poor trick. Only when the master is gone can you become the master. But I'm not the master. I am lost without him. Yet without you, Bo, your friends wouldn't have Use the force, young Padawan. Sorry, <laughs> just. I really like Anna as this Bo. I think she did a good job here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No just click your heels three times. What is this all about, Bo? Gaining confidence in herself after Trick's death? Yes. To be the one? Yeah. I mean, it was like kind of hitting the nail on the head a little too hard, but it was good, see? Okay, is the, is, is the attic Kenzie's bedroom? It was. Okay, that's what Now it's Tamsin's bedroom. And speaking of the kidster! Can someone please explain to I love those why pants. the whole clubhouse is <laughs> Pretty awesome. Kenzie, what are you doing here? Showing up for my BFF in her time of need. Heard about Trick and Eva. I'm sorry I didn't get here sooner. My God, God, how I missed you, Kenzie. Um, is that a bona fide baby one? Damn, damn. Oh, cryptic glance. <laughs> Boarded up windows, midnight lantern, sing along. What is going on? Kenzie, we need to tell you something. Oh, senses that start like that never end the way you want them to. Oh my. Like, this was an interesting scene to me because they really, and I guess this episode, they've really had to balance humor 
with some pretty dark stuff. And I think it turned out pretty well. Yeah, I do too. Like just in that scene, you know, you have Kenzie cracking jokes, but at the same time recognizing that something heavy is going on. Mm-hmm. Dude, snail mail? Also, why would they think snail mail? That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. We need to tell her Trick died. We're going to send her a letter. Yeah. Because <laughs> Kenzie's very technologically not up with things. <laughs> we don't think she has a cell phone. I was say, maybe maybe they don't have reception phone. in the islands off the coast of Spain. But yeah, people are kind of freaking out because like, oh, Jack wants to bring the family together. That's a bad thing. To destroy them. Or, you know? <laughs> Remind me. I know. Make a sack joke. Sack joke. <laughs> After we say both. Yes. Gotta have the jokes at the right time. Thomasina? Nelson? Lola? Oh, don't tell me I'm still alone. Kenzie? Kenzie, why do you have so much oh, violence? Eyeliner's not good. And your sleeves are so overly long. It's the it's the eyeshadow. Eyeliner like and eyeshadow. eyeshadow. It's like both yeah. season four eyeshadow. It's true. More than season four. Season four doubled. Okay, I really hope that's like Kool-Aid going into Anna's mouth. I'm sure it's not blood. No, they I actually know. fed her her own blood. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's interesting because when I took a picture with Anna at Dragon Con in my doctor <laughs> costume. It's going. No, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> She was like, it's that's Annie's not a blood. No, no. <laughs> she was like, that's not a real needle, right? I'm terrified of needles, so I'm thinking Aww. of the scene going, that better have been a fake needle with fake cool idea in it. Or, you know what I mean? Fake, fake blood. <laughs> it was store brand Kool Aid. It's not the real yeah. Kool Aid. <laughs> Canadian Kool Aid. <laughs> okay, now this scene, I just, it freaked me out. I it's do not like. To. It's supposed to. I do not I, like Exorcist Kenzie, but I don't know what it was supposed to represent—the Sturga or whatever. The Striga. Striga. Yes, because see, Bo is struggling here, and we see. But how Ken- does that correspond to Kenzie? She gets. She's the moth oh. in the in the fantasy that's, that's in the why dream. The long sleeves. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. and then. And this Wicked Witch of the that's what's going on here with yeah me. Wicked Witch of the East or the West or whatever. Look for Kenzie and Exorcist Kenzie is creepy. Do you ever watch scenes like this and imagine how they're actually I know. Yeah, yeah. They speed it up. And then wonder if they had to laugh. Accept Okay, Bo. Bo, honey. I kind of love that Kenzie's been back for like five minutes and already she's climbing on top of her best friend. Well, this is is what I'm thinking of like, welcome back, Ksenia. You're going to make out with Anna. I know. Climb on back. Literally. We're going to do you some little flippy things. It is an odd numbered season. She had to have her face on Bo's face. Yes. Yeah. Though this episode was not written by Emily Andrus. I'll just point out. Okay. Okay. Ew, creepy eyes. I know. She's so good, though. Like, ew, ew, why? I know. Why? Things coming out of mouths. Like, this is. This is dead sea. Avert your eyes. Yeah, this is. I'll tell you when it's over. This is gross. And we have face contact. And we have making out. Am I, is it weird that I thought it was a little hot? <laughs> by that point, yes, it was hot. But okay. the tone beforehand, no. <laughs> but this, by the time you can't see the yucky stuff coming out of yeah, her mouth, it's, it's, it's kind of hot. Yeah. 
Well, uh, there have been no sex scenes this season, no, no, guys. Something. <laughs> so again, the therapist is supposed to be good. Well, supposed to be bad, but maybe not. You possess the key. We have to have a horseshoe. So why aren't you carrying it everywhere with you, Bo? Because it makes too much sense to do that? Because you're supposed to carry it around for protection? And then these crazy things couldn't happen. That does make an awkward necklace, I will say. That's true. It'd be really heavy. When? When will they come? From Kenzie! Kenzie's back! Wake up, Bo! It's okay! You must find them yourself. I find it interesting that Lauren, you know, was saying in the previous scene, okay, we're losing her, we're losing her. I'm like, do a CPR. Put your face on her face. God, I need something. <laughs> Poor Dr. Desart has had no sex. Not without him. Can't say no. I have to say, Ksenia looks beautiful there. But she's she's she there, Bo. Just wake up. Kenzie's there. It'll be okay. I like that. Yeah. She said goodbye, Trick. There's so many blondes in this episode. Everybody's really? so blonde now. Again, Bo has a type. That's true. I think she's in shock. Hey, girl. You had us so scared. Can you say something? Please? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. He's gone. The trick's really gone. I think it was appropriate that she was like looking at Dyson when she said right. that. Right. Mm. At first I was like, why is she mostly looking at Dyson? <coughs> but then I thought that makes total sense because mm. Dyson has known Trick for however long it's been. Yeah. You don't have to do this now. Out of else in the room, like I feel like Dyson would feel Trick's loss most acutely. The yes, loss of Trick. That's that's what true. I mean. most acutely. And I'm glad they brought Kenzie back right after he he passed away because I was thinking about that in the midweek, like, oh, Kenzie and Trick were so close. And mm-hmm. I mean, if there was that... ever a time for Kenzie that Bo needed her and that she needed yeah. to come back, it was that. Yeah, right. And of course, he wrote it on a scroll. You old-fashioned weirdo. <laughs> <sighs> it's not official unless you write it on a scroll. Exactly. I love you, Trick. I'm gonna miss you, but you're an old-fashioned weirdo. Hi, <laughs> it's Patrick McCorgan, member of Clan Finarvin. I have been listening to this song all week. The Ring of Idrisil. The song is There's a Ghost by Fleurly. F-E-F-L-E-U-R-I-E. I get why he gave the ring to Kinsey, given their relationship. But why not sooner? I know. Why not sooner? Why not five years ago? And I also think, like, could there be two rings? One for Lauren, too? Like, there's two humans in this room. But I guess of the two of them, like, she's made the most progress and like yeah. being able to live in the human in the fey world as a human okay i totally thought truck was gonna say there's a marriage between you and Bo. what oh with lauren yeah oh <laughs> you're talking about tamsin like no okay. no 
What does the blanket do? You left her a blanket? It's for the wanderer. Oh. One who wanders. I shouldn't say the wanderer. That's bad memories. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love Vex's surprised expression. He's like, oh my god, he left me something. Aww. It's a nice shot of Mark. Mm. I do appreciate how touched Vex is. Mm-hmm. I know. Gesture. To my lieutenant, Dyson. To you and Mark. I leave my beloved bar, the Dalriada, a place of sanctuary for the colony in dark times. While I think Dyson there will not no make a good bartender, I think service. he'd be a good bar runner. Like I understand yeah, why Trick Dyson, left him the bar. Now and forever. Mm-hmm. Please show Mark the way. He'll just run the bar and be the bouncer. He'd be really good at kicking people say, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not your rowdy. Not least, <laughs> my Isabel. I leave you my heart and my eternal gratitude for what you have given me, my granddaughter. It is with deep pride that I look at the woman you've become. Honorable, kind, strong. Want me to read it? It's so great to have you back, Kinsey. Life is not about finding your path. It's about creating one. Please don't forget. You are my blood, too. Always and forever. And this is where I cry. And they all join hands. It's a little on the sentimental side Oh my god, Stephanie, you're interrupting my cry bubble. I'm sorry. That's why I'm crying. Because this sort of thing always gets to me. No, just generally the episode was on, like, the sentimental side for me, but I think it was appropriate. I didn't think they went too much there, just for me personally. (sighs) I miss this show. Me and (laughs) That's just a preference thing. Just a preference thing. Annie just shushed me. (laughs) Thank you, Annie. Trig gives you a compass and suddenly on a straight and narrow. Shame. Okay, I am not digging Jack's tweed suit. It's not tweed. It's oh, plaid. Plaid, whatever. It looks horrible. <laughs> You'd think a Lord of the Underworld could dress better. It's apparently very uh, in vogue, though. Yeah, right yeah. I like it. Uh, the plaid suits. I feel like I've been seeing them a lot. I love how Vex says that. I found a team. I'd like to give your team a message for me. Oh, yeah. That's defiant to the end. What are you talking about, the end? What's going to happen? I was watching this like 7 in the morning. I'm like, crap, not Vex. My mom's like, why are you yelling? Well, you don't understand. I can't kill someone else. He's better now. So is he dead? No. No? I don't think so. Because he can be found by Lauren. She's just downstairs. Well, that's what I'm saying. And Bo's awake now, and she has the power to revive yeah. people. And heal. Well, that didn't occur to me, because I thought, oh, he's dead, oh, everything's no, no, gone but to shit. They cut the episode with him dying. Being not dead, dead. Exactly. He's not dead till we see the body, right, Chris? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, because we saw Trick's body, we saw Aoife's body, they're dead, dead. <sighs> but Vex isn't dead yet. Exactly. Yes. 
Because what if he dies and he doesn't tell Mark how he feels? <laughs> that would no, be Mark. awful. I mean, I don't. I have no idea if Mark would actually reciprocate such a thing, but I would want Vex to be able to communicate how much he cares about Mark to Mark. Right. That would be nice. Yes. Also, this this episode, when I was watching it the first time, reminded me I meant to say something a couple weeks ago, but I totally forgot, because you kept asking how we wanted to see the series end, and I'd come up with this alternative thing of that might be nice, because we had talked about the possibility of, of Trick dying, so I was thinking, what if the series ends and Bo is at the Dal Riata behind the bar? Because that's how we started oh, the series. Yeah. Bo's behind the bar at a, some bar. random bar, yeah. but now it would be like the family the bar. bar. Yeah. That is a nice, that would be a nice way to end something. it. But like, with Kenzie, for like the yes. Group, with you know? Kenzie mm-hmm. and other people she loves surrounding her. Exactly. Yes. Dyson's like that might be nice. Right? And Mark is. Because the Lost, Lost Girl, Girl has found a home. Yes! That would be a nice that way to end nice. the series. Yeah. It probably would be well, too cheery at this point, but we'll I see. Know. I'm holding out hope. But yeah, I would like to see Vex talk to Mark. And I would, I think it would be really interesting if Mark did reciprocate. I kind of hope it goes that route. Mm-hmm. Or to see a very concerned Mark over a wounded Vex in the next episode or something. Because of your hurt comfort thing. Yeah, exactly. I wonder, this is a stretch, but we still have yet to see Mark shapeshift. And supposedly he's a shifter. Mm, Do right, we think they made a big deal about that. They did. The season. Yeah, and if they're going to follow up on that, if maybe, that like, Vex being wounded, that will be a trauma or something, and that'll cause him to shift. <laughs> or to shift at, like, a crucial part in the battle with Hades or something. And and also, are we yeah, ever maybe he'll shift to save Dyson or... Because Vex is wounded, but not... Not dead, so maybe Vex will be in the great battle too, and and Mark will shift to protect Vex. How about that? Ooh, oh yeah. yeah, maybe. Well, and are we ever going to get a follow up to Lauren turning the handle on the crank of the oh the, the dream sequence? Oh, the dream sequence that she I always thought that meant that she would play a crucial role, even as a human in the but maybe she already battle has. against Hades. We also had the fact that they found, and somebody asked me about this on Twitter, I think it was Laura Snodgrass, but I might be misremembering, the fact that Bo found Lola in the penthouse, which has been occupied by the ancients this season. Like, what was the significance of that, if any? I think it's, as she's as she mentioned, a good possibility, like, they had the set, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so Bo needed to be wandering around to all these different places. They did a couple of out- Wandering. <laughs> they did a couple of outdoor locations, and it's like, okay, we need a set. We've got this set. But then we fans we don't so much into it, we're anymore. like, hmm. Exactly. But I, I mean, maybe it, the fact that they found Bo found Lola in the ancient's apartment is indicating her well, connection just, or importance into fighting them. I don't know. I just think that Lauren's science, maybe now combined with Trick's the magic and Trick's books, will it play the a key little com- trick inside of the her. The little trick inside of her, yeah, that will play inside a key component of us all. <laughs> taking Hades down. <sighs> I did not see that line as dirtily as. You did, but now I do. Ew. My mind I, just lives in the gutter. I'm sorry. It's I blame both mine. of you. <laughs> because I probably wouldn't have thought that if not for having talked to you guys for the past two years. Exactly. Thanks a lot. Has it been two years? <laughs> yes, it has. So I guess I wasn't in the short episode, so I didn't say what I thought about this episode. I actually really liked it. I watched it through the first time. I thought, 
that was a lot of fun. Like, we got some good comedy. We got some good mm-hmm. character stuff. The show, the episode was very visually different. And so I actually really enjoyed it. However, <laughs> here's the but. Then, then you think of the big picture. Okay, this is third from the end, and this is like they hit a big pause button on this huge, ever complicated and evolving, bigger story arc that they've been trying to plot out with Bo's father. They just hit the pause button on that for an entire episode, and it feels like we got a bunch of cryptic stuff. And I feel like they should be able to do both. They should both forward this big plot and also give us, like, these character moments that they most of this episode was about. Because I feel like the only big clue as to the ongoing story arc that we got in this episode was the thing that Dream Kenzie, post-moth Kenzie, (laughs) (laughs) said, you know, when she was standing next to the horse. Mm -hmm. I was a little disappointed that they had an actual freaking horse. (laughs) Why? I've been waiting for papaya horse forever. I'm like a horse. Well, because the idea is ridiculous, right? (laughs) That the horse will save them all. It's kind of dumb, right? (laughs) One horse to rule the ball. (laughs) I like it. I like it a lot. They're all horses. End of the show. They're all freaking horses. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is kind of dumb. And it looked. <laughs> and it, I'm not sure what's happening anymore. And there was like know. a horse. There's been now thinking about it. There's been a lot of horse stuff this season because there's been Ebony like came riding in on that big horse and then all of the horse references. And it looks like Bo is going to be riding a horse next week from a still that I saw. I saw that too. Yeah. Sexy. <laughs> She does spell it that way, by the way. Sexy? Yeah. Well, you know. You mean like, Annie or Anna? Annie. Okay. Annie, me, okay. Me. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, oh, it's combining all the Xena lost girl fantasies I never knew I had. A fandom <laughs> smush. Hot woman on horses. Because that'd be great if Anna was like, I'm feeling sexy today on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Not after the shower thing. <laughs> I can see her saying that, though, because she almost always says lover, like, you know, and oh, my yeah. lover, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> which I appreciate, Anna, as somebody who doesn't like the word lover. I like that you say it, lover. <laughs> okay, I'll just like spell it lover, unless no. it's between the words meat, meat and pizza. pizza. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, well, when I use that word in fanfic, I'll just say lover. <laughs> It works for me because it's making fun of the word as you're using the word, and so it makes the word okay for me. Okay. <laughs> it's complicated. I'm a complicated person. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're just picky. I'm complicated, Annie. <laughs> so I I did not listen to the short episode before we recorded just because I hadn't I actually didn't watch this episode until earlier this morning. It took I was very busy this week. But was was that basically y'all's feeling you like the episode okay, but Overall, it's like, yeah, where, I think why it, did we pause for this? It grew on me. I mean, yeah. I, you should have heard the sound I made uh, at the beginning of the episode when we did our short episode. I was like, it was good, pretty good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I couldn't figure out my feelings about it. <laughs> you kind of rambled and took over your words. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty I think funny. you said okay about half a dozen times. I know, I know. Something. But then it's it got, it grew on me when I rewatched it. Mm-hmm. And I think. You know, Chris and I agree on this. I think the only thing that my issue was is, again, it was a pause to go, wait, it's third from the end, and you're doing this very high-concept, very different, you know, original skin-type episode. But it's not really the right place in the season to do it third from the end. I totally see what you're saying, Annie, about the fact that this is third from the end, and it's kind of a weird, surreal episode. It's just, there's so little left, and... 
Why are we getting all this sort of rehash of thematic stuff that we know already? Yeah, you were mentioning before that, because I, I had said, like, there was some character development. You're like, character development? <laughs> there was some I mean, good do, do you agree or disagree? stuff, but not, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that's fair. I, I think, you know, we had kind of a, while it was a little on the nose, there was some resolution to Vex's story arc. About well, sure. him finding a place within this group. But as far as, like, other characters coming to a new place that they hadn't been before, not so not so much. It was more like, I think, a processing, a post-processing of Trick's death for mm-hmm. Dyson. And more of kind of the same for Lauren about not feeling like she could be enough for Bo. So I, I see where you're coming from, where it wasn't so much that we got character development. It was character moments, but they were treading water, essentially, from what we'd seen previously. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was like a coming together of, like, a solidification of things that we've been seeing, like Tamsin and Lauren's relationship, and more of Dyson and Lauren, their bonding over Trick's death, and Tamsin's uh, pregnancy, and... You know, we kind of knew all this was coming. It was it was nice to see, but it, did it push things forward in terms of characters? Not really. And it's not that I necessarily mind it, but I think it's that in conjunction with the pause button on the greater story arc and being so close to the end. Like, those three things in combination, it bothers me. That's as fair. much as I don't want it to bother me. That's fair. I don't know. Because I did enjoy the episode, especially yeah. once Kenzie showed up. I'm just kind of like, okay, show... Everything's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I can get over this other stuff, but Kenzie! And hot ladies are making out, you know? (laughs) Even without that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but (laughs) even without that. Kenzie's back, and everybody's holding hands, and sentimental, and I'm crying. She's back for good, right? She's going to be here for the end. I think so. There's only two left. I know, there's only two left. So I was hoping we'd get her at least a week, if not two, before we actually did, but I'm glad she's back. She's here till the end, and it wasn't just the last episode. Here comes Kenzie back. Mm, Yeah, yeah. That would have been disappointing. Series end, pitch number three. Okay. (laughs) Wait, remind me of your first one. Just everybody, like at the end, they're all gathered together and just... No, not the orgy. Oh, okay, so this is pitch number four. (laughs) I guess it is. The orgy wasn't a serious thing. Oh, that was just the the fanfic I was going to write. My only and docubus orgy, and that's it. (sighs) Anyway, so pitch number one: everybody's together, Mm -hmm. doing what? (laughs) Orgying. No. No, remember the there was the episode where they were all just <laughs> gathered around on the. It didn't really matter what they were doing. On just the couch. Like, they were okay. Just being a family. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Being together. Okay. I don't care. Cuddling. I don't care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no orgy in that one. <laughs> no. no. Okay. Chased cuddling. Number two, Bo's behind the bar at the doll. I think that was three, but okay. What's number two? Then what's number two? Orgy. No, that was. That was <laughs> I was confused. saying this is pitch number three. You're the one who threw in another one. That's what I'm saying, but pitch number two, that was that was Bo behind the bar. Okay. So what's yes. pitch number three that you're about to say? Oh, okay. <laughs> you hadn't gotten we, that far, we Chris. We circled around. I am head desking. <laughs> no, not she's head more, She's more face-palming, face actually. Palming. So ending number three. Ending pitch number three. Okay. They'll defeat Hades and then go off and stay in Kenzie's Castillo. Castillo! Oh, Castillo! 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
So Lauren and Ke- and uh, Tamsin, I thought had some some really good stuff in this episode. They I, this season, I think they've that's one of the relationships they've really explored in a new way, just because it hadn't really been before. They didn't have any scenes together last season. And it was just hostility the season before that. Yeah. As long as it's not that new way, but only that new way. Huh? As <laughs> long as it's not that new way, romantically, but just that Nobody new way. Nobody said... Who's that anything about romance? romance? I'm just trying to make it clear for any cop talk. Nobody is any clear, but I thought they had some really good stuff in this in this yes. episode in particular. I really liked, as we mentioned, I really liked that moment where Lauren was telling her, you're not going to be alone in this, which, I don't know, like, I'm leaning more toward if Tamsin has this damn baby, I'm sorry, Tamsin, I'm sure your baby's lovely, that, it, you know, it'll be a, you know, takes a village to raise a child type of ending where they're all kind of like parenting these four idiots are going to raise a baby exactly. together. Exactly. These four idiots are going to raise to a baby together. Does it have to be some weird hellspawn baby? I mean, if it was like a regular baby, oh, I'd no. feel better about it. That was disappointing. It's that just they... the origin of where the baby comes from. I mean, from we're talking about that me. technically Moa's hellspawn, too. True. And, and I was hoping, cross. I had crossed fingers that maybe they would say, oh, it's not Jax, it's somebody else's, but they did, made no moves toward that. And they're still episode. treating it like a traumatic event. It, yes. Tamsin is, so it makes me think that it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, she still thinks it is. So yeah. right. they did nothing to roll back the to idea. that. Yeah, you know. just to push the, the idea in, a, in another direction that maybe it's not. So, damn it. I know. I still don't, I still don't like the choice, but I did think the scenes related to it in this episode were good. Yes, me too. Agreed. Okay. Chris looked uncertain. Do you have other thoughts, Chris? No. (laughs) I'm still not thrilled with the choice, but it was okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those things, I still don't understand why they decided to tell this, but the scenes about it in this episode were were good. Mm. Yes. Yes. Agreed. And how long has it been since the end of 513? I don't know! They were really unclear about that. Wibbly-wobbly-timey-wimey. It seems to me like a few days, maybe. You know? They made reference to to Trick's funeral, I think. Uh Right, so the fact that they managed to have a funeral in the space between... Dyson is saying, referring to that he and Lauren haven't slept in quite a while, so... Right. And Bo's been comatose, presumably, since Dyson found her. So I'm like, well, how long did they stay awake? Or I don't know. But I imagine a few days, maybe a week. Kind of like the space between the previous episode and last episode. Yeah. (laughs) But they were unclear for sure. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, in terms of the accelerated mystical pregnancy, I mean, in (laughs) Zen... Uh, I'm making Stephanie a pained expression, making, I'm sorry. Yeah. An angry pained expression. Well, I mean... It was a sandwich. No! <laughs> no, more like a silent... Gone! <laughs> anyway. But in Xena, you think this pregnancy is accelerated. Gabrielle, like, had the baby and it grew and she had it all within one episode and it was within the space of, like, a couple hours? Holy crow. Yeah. Holy cow. Crow? Crap cow. Yeah. <laughs> like a day. So that was fast. I, yeah, and I know they're in a Star Trek episode, Deanna Troy had a baby in like 36 hours oh, or something right. like that. Yeah. So. Damn mystical pregnancies. Hate them. Just say no. 
to mystical pregnancies. Which reminds me that Xena had a mystical pregnancy in season five as well. She had two? Uh, no, the show had two. Okay. This was but, Xena and not Gabrielle. Yeah, but Xena had a mystical pregnancy, but it was really an excuse to why it is Lucy Lawless pregnant. Mm-hmm. But it didn't grow quite as fast because it was a natural baby bump. But anyway. <laughs> Still not as many as Angel. Angel had so many. Yes, but the thing for the mystical pregnancy in Xena was that it was actually her longtime arch enemy reincarnated. So it came, it's like the pregnancy was, was from another woman. So there was that positive fact, even if it was a weird mystical pregnancy <laughs> of a woman <laughs> impregnating another woman, kind of. Anyway. Kind of. You can cut this out, but yeah. As far as hints that we got in this episode about overarching plot things, there was the scene between Bo the horse and Kenzie. <laughs> the way you said that, it was like Bo named yours. It's like Bo the horse. Yeah. You know what I mean? The way you said that instead of Bo, comma, the horse and Kenzie. Where basically Dream Kenzie was assuring Bo that she has the key to whatever the hell. I wasn't sure. What did she have the key to? The parapet? No. There's the reins reference. You hold the reins. So, was the, horseshoe. Uh, yes. Was the suggestion to y'all that, definitely I think they were suggesting this episode that the Pyrrhus and Bo's father not necessarily the same entity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that perhaps the Pyrrhus is a tool that can be harnessed for good or evil? Something mm. to that effect? Well, I never okay. thought of... <laughs> That's interesting <laughs> that you say good or evil because I just got the implication that he wasn't bad that he was just good hmm. but I good or evil they, that's, well because they don't really say indicated that the pyrapist was kind of evil yeah so because i would think there's a good or evil that's component. true i don't know because you know at the end of dark horse trick says oh he's coming the pyrapist and he comes out of the sinvat you know or he's threatening to you know destroy the world and that's how kenzie Ended up sacrificing herself. So, yeah, I can see your point. Good or evil. Somebody also tweeted us this week about if there's some significance or some link between the horseshoe and the hell shoe. Right. Yeah. What do you think? I I don't know that there's a link necessarily, but I wouldn't be surprised if the writers were purposefully repeating an image of, like, this mm-hmm. single significant shoe. But that's also just common Right. Like a talisman type thing is common in right. fantasies or storytelling, so I don't I don't think there's necessarily a link between the two of them. As long as the hell shoes don't appear again, because they're so freaking ugly. I hesitated to bring up the hell shoes. I'm gonna hit you on the head with the horseshoe, Annie. <laughs> Who cares? As long as it's not with an ugly ass hell shoe. <laughs> See, that's what I was gonna hit her with. It would hurt less, except except she would complain about it more. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really itchy. Because it's made of burlap. <laughs> We're going to hit you on the head and not rub your face with it. Maybe we'll rub her face with it, too. <laughs> you guys are so mean. I hate you. We are mean. It's true. Love you, Eddie. So we got a little more information on the Pyrrhus stuff, but it just kind of makes me even more, more confused. Is. Yeah. I, Bo's father's not a horse. I don't know. <laughs> it reminds me of that. Uh, he is still a papaya, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of that thing I saw on Tumblr after season four where Bo's crying and the caption is, My father's a horse. I know. Those things are often mean, but that one did make me laugh. I know. And I'm like, so her father is not a horse? horse? I'm guessing. But the does he transform into the horse? See, my only impression was that 
that Hades transformed into a Pyrrhus. Or like Bo yeah. said, where she says, I, I, he's a symbol for my, I thought he was a symbol for my father, or something like that, yeah. I think is what she says when they're looking at the graffiti art on the wall. Or did we, isn't it like the mytholo- mythological Hades? Doesn't, is this chariot in. Drawn by horses. Drawn yeah. by horses, which could be Pyrrhuses. Pyrrhi. Pyrrhi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll call them. Graffitipus. Graffitipus. <laughs> I like Pyrrhuses. But the Graffitipus is the, is the graffiti painting of the Pyrrhus. You know what I would Because it's a portmanteau. No. Not that they, <laughs> not that they, uh, it's too bad they never auctioned off. You know, props or anything from Lost Girl. I would want the big ass papyrus thing from I'm spitting on Stephanie. Papyrus, papyrus. I would want the big ass papyrus horse. God damn it! I would want the big ass papyrus painting that was in the background or the scroll or whatever of Dark Horse when they were all fighting. It's oh. like, because I made such a joke out of papaya horse, I would love to have that and put it up in my living room. People would come over, I'd be like, behold, the papyrus. <laughs> I, like I like that there's just another syllable in there suddenly. I can't say its name, but it's really this flaming Behold, by this pronunciation. see the actual pier- <laughs> if we see the actual effing parapus that he won't be an actual effing horse although uh, we got an actual effing horse here I know that'd be rather underwhelming but it's like oh know. it's a horse <laughs> yeah, most powerful a, thing it's a just a horse <laughs> a horse nothing against horses love them but Horse? <laughs> I know. My father's a horse. I just think Mr. Ed and <laughs> Why do you think you need me, Bo? Like <laughs> Howdy, Bo. How you doing, Bo? Want me to help get rid of your daddy, Bo? <laughs> Why know. aren't you having documents sex, Bo? <laughs> <laughs> it is a crucial question <laughs> for Annie anyway oh god okay so Pyrrhus information anything else we got the you know Jack appears at the end kills Vex I still don't know what the hell that guy's plan is because he brought Kenzie Does back know what his plan was oh wow, yeah he you're brought, right he brought Kenzie back with the with snail mail with note. a handwritten note <laughs> Again, everybody's old fashioned in this world. Yeah. Why would you think that it came from Lauren? Does, because he that can Lauren would send an email or or call, call her or video chat. Yeah. Lauren yeah. uses video chat. That's true. Facetime her or something. Ugh. Obviously, she wouldn't Facetime her because that's trademarked anyway. However, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So he brought Kenzie back. He has slashed Vex's throat. 
Like, we, we theorized last time that he's going after people that Bo really cares about in order to bring out her dark side. And that might still be a viable theory. But I'm just completely baffled. And I'm also baffled, like, the whole thing with, with Tamsin, like, what was the point of that? Just to hurt somebody Bo loves? Was he trying to spread his seed? Yes, ew, I'm using that disgusting ew. expression because it's effing disgusting. But I'm just completely... Well, and here's the thing about the situation with Tamsin. Because Tamsin thought that he wanted her to lead his army. Do we think that he's, like... That's how he makes his army or spreads his army to do these things yeah. with Bo and That's how he I don't know. Yeah. Either way, it's gross and it's I don't like it. Thought, and, yeah. and I don't want I don't want the baby becoming evil and taking over Tamsin and making her do things. Please don't do <laughs> exactly. that. Exactly, that's what's been done with mystical pregnancies before. Yes, Zena, so yeah, uh, uh, on many shows actually. Yeah, and I really don't. Yeah, I don't want to see that as an end for Tamsin. And again, one of my friends said, "Well, what if Tamsin? There's more tragedy coming, and Tamsin dies giving birth to the baby." And I'm like, "Oh, that would just suck." Why? Why did you even put that out into the universe? I could see it happen. I don't want it to happen, but I could see somebody else dying. And again, Tamsin's kind of high up on the list. Right. Not that I want Tamsin to die, but I think she's likely. And we've discussed that before. Yeah. Yeah. And they might... I don't... Yeah. Anyway. I don't like to think about the possibility, but I wouldn't be surprised if the body count ticked higher... That would be so depressing. I don't want the show to be depressing. And we need to revisit things. Speaking of things we need to revisit before long is Ebony. Like, what happened to her? Is she still dying? Is she dead? Is she going to be the one who dies? Uh, Maybe. But where is she? But where is she? Are we going to, like, go have the last two episodes go by and us not see her? That would make me so sad. I know. Because Lauren's supposed to be working on something to help her. But and she's been a little sidetracked lately. Yes. With, yeah, with comatose girlfriends. With and girlfriend in a coma. Pregnant Valkyries. Another girl, second girlfriend in a coma. I know. She's just living inside of Smith's song on repeat. Like, poor Lauren. I know. At least Bo woke up. I guess Nadia woke up, too. And then bad things happened. Oh, God. Oh, God, don't let bad things happen to Bo now that she's woken up. Eh. Ah, that's not good. I do feel, though, if they if Bo died, she would come back to life. I feel like that would probably happen. Well, because what? She'd go to Tartarus and be like, Good. I'm yeah. from here. Yeah, <laughs> Whatever. I know how to get out of here. Just punch a top button on that elevator. Exactly. Well, and plus, it, if she has the hell shoes, she put them on. Does that mean she permanently can walk between the worlds? So does that mean she can't yeah. die? What is <laughs> The ugly shoes are a part of her now. Yeah, oh, they are. God, that's right. They disappeared into her. She rubs her her foot up Lauren's leg. Ah! <laughs> Lauren's gonna be like, "Babe, did you shave?" Scratch! Stop it! Stop touching me! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anything else y'all want to mention about this episode? I think we've done enough <laughs> damage. Okay. Annie looks all blurry eyed. I don't know. I'm just, I'm nervous about the next two weeks. I have no idea where the show is going. Absolutely none. Yeah. I want to be clear. Like, we still love the show. Yeah. And and we want to, yes, we still love the show. We want to say a big thank you to everybody who put so much work and energy and effort into making the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Here, here. But I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> 
don't want more people to die. We'd like to hear your thoughts about this episode. You can go and leave a comment on our show notes over at drinksatthedoll.com slash 121. You can send us an email to feedback at drinksatthedoll.com. We love getting voice messages. You can record one using your voice memo app and email it to us. Or you can call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. Drinks at the Doll is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. We've got podcasts for Killjoys and Orphan Black and a couple other things. You can go find those at askgenretv.com. I'm so glad you could join us for Drinks at the Doll. My name is Stephanie. <laughs> Bear Miss Rules. Bye. <laughs> My name is Annie. <laughs> I, I looked at Anna Silk and Zoe Palmer today, and it was nice. My it name is Chris. Great. Thank you so much for listening. Cheers. Cheers.